welcome to the Sustaining Creativity Podcast. I'm your host, Amari Reesberg. Over the past several years, I've combined my degrees in acting and somatic psychology to share my sustaining creativity techniques with performers. And now I've decided to share it with a bigger audience that includes you. I believe we are all creative and this podcast is all about that. I'll be interviewing people from all backgrounds, ages, and creativity experiences to share just how creative we all are. Today, I'll be chatting with Shannon Michelle Collins, poet, paranormal investigator, and cosplayer. Please enjoy Shannon Michelle Collins. Welcome to the Sustaining Creativity Podcast. Today, I am here with Shannon Michelle Collins, poet, paranormal investigator, and cosplayer. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. I am super excited to chat with you about creativity and hear how creativity shows up and all these cool things that you do. But before we get there, why don't you take a couple of minutes and just let our listeners know a little bit more about who you are and what you do. So I am a paranormal investigator with Long Island Paranormal Investigators for the last 13 years. I am a medium in the group. Um, So we go to different locations. I don't normally know the history, but I'll give my impressions. Um, We go to people's homes and businesses as well. We don't charge for investigations. Um, We also do house cleansings and stuff. And I had an experience at one of our locations that we were investigating for over a year. And I wound up with a spirit attachment. So I wrote a book of poems about that. I've been writing poetry since I was about seven years old. So it was something that just comes naturally to me. And I felt like that was a good way to, to get it out. Nice. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. And so many more questions have come up (laughs) in just your little introduction, but, um, holy moly, how long have you been doing paranormal investigation? So I've been doing it for 13 years with this group. The group has been around for 20 years in March. So I've been at it for quite some time. Yeah. Yeah. How fun. I too, I grew up in a house with paranormal activity and experiences. So I'm well familiar with it, but how fun. And it is fun sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I understand that too. And you're also a cosplayer. Can you explain a little bit about what cosplay is and kind of what that world is like for you? Sure. Um, I do a Velma Dinkley cosplay. Um, I do Tina Belcher from Bob's Burgers (laughs) and I'm working on uh, Morticia Adams. I've done Wednesday Adams. So basically cosplaying is you, you find a character that you're, you know, really into or that you admire or whatever, and you, you dress up as them (laughs) and you just go and you play pretend. Um, so, So it's a lot of fun for me because it's such an alter ego. Um, the Velma one anyway for me. So I always enjoy doing that. How fun. And like, how did you get started in cosplay? Was this something that you've always done in your life? Or was there someone who was like, you'd love this, let's go do it. So I always used to dress up a lot when I was younger um, as different things. But um, I have a friend of mine, he does 
cosplaying. Um, they did the brothers, they're called the brothers supernatural, but they did the supernatural people. And, and he's always had a lot of fun with that. And then um, during COVID, I was kind of like, well, my business is shut down. Everything else is shut down. Um, let me try to do something that'll, you know, keep my mind flowing. And so I started to piece together different cosplay outfits and stuff like that. And I really got into it. I really enjoyed it. That's so amazing. I started going to events, you know, different conventions and uh, it was a lot of fun. fun. Oh my gosh. It sounds so much fun. I love it. So much creativity in all of the things that you do. I'm so curious, what does it mean to you to be creative? I feel like um, it, you know, it's a lot to, to not be creative. I feel like, you know, it's, it's important. I feel like to express yourselves and your interests. Otherwise you might just like shrivel up and be miserable. You know, I, I feel like people should definitely explore different areas and try different things and see what sticks for them I've always been into like artsy things and you know music things and all sorts of things where you're creating different types of stuff and for me it's important yeah I agree I absolutely agree it's important to keep creative expression alive in our lives and I wonder you know what are some ways that you keep your own creative cup full that isn't kind of in the performative or sharing your creativity with others? What's that personal version of creativity that you do? That's a very good question. Um, (laughs) Personal creativity that I don't share with others. That would be, um, well, a lot of my poetry I don't share with others. Mm -hmm. Um, So a lot of times if I'm going through, um, heavy stuff or not so heavy stuff, happy stuff. I'll, I'll write a lot and that helps keep me grounded. Um, and then if I'm kind of going through a block, that's when I focus more on, you know, my cosplay ideas and I don't always share them right away with everyone. Um, so yeah, I do that. And, um, that's pretty much what I focus on. Those are great. I'm so curious. You brought up you know, blocks or creative blocks. What are some of the creative blocks that you've, you know, been challenged with? And then how do you move through creative blocks? Right. Um, so with the, the writing of poetry before I had the attachment, it was a little bit tougher. So I would start to write out a, a poem and then I would have to just put it aside. I would focus on other stuff. So I, I do hair also. Oh, fine. look at you <laughs> creating all over. <laughs> yeah. So um, when that happens, I tend to like throw myself into that kind of stuff and where I could still pick up some of that fun expressing mm-hmm. myself through their hair if they let me, you know, so I'll do a lot of colors and um, yeah, that's nice. Do to try and get through the block because, you know, we're all meditate. A lot of times that helps too, to just clear your mind. But sometimes the most important thing is uh, to just put it down and, you know, it'll still be there. And if you don't want to get burnt out over it or anything like that. So a lot of times I will just set it back and then just let it come back naturally and then Mm -hmm. get to work on it. 
Mm-hmm. I love that reminder of it's okay to set it aside and let it come back yeah. and go do something else. And I always tell people like do a mundane task, like go fold laundry or take a shower and exactly. some idea will come back to you. It sounds like you get to do that with hair and have yeah. a different creative expression. And yeah, like what's the most fun you have doing hair or writing poetry or like, yeah, what brings so, you joy? I love it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a lot of, the most fun I had with um, doing hair was this young girl, she was going to prom and her friends, they weren't her friends and they, they, it was a joke to them. They lied. They told her she was going to be in the limo. They told her all this stuff. And then they told her the day of, no, you're not really our friend. We were just messing with you. Like you're not invited. Oh my gosh, um, that's awful. So, yeah. So, I mean, I thought that only happened really in the movies, but um, so she came into me in tears. She didn't want to go. And I was like, you know what? I said, we're going to make you light up that room. And so it was, um, I believe that prom was a masquerade style. Mm. And so I put um, the little LED lights, mm-hmm. the fairy lights, I wrapped through her hair and I set it with the battery pack and like this whole bun thing. And <laughs> she had braids and I took the mask for the masquerade. And I said, you know what? Everybody's going to have it over their face, but why don't you make a statement? And we'll put it in your hair. And so we had it in her hair and she just felt like, the queen of prom, even though she didn't, you know, they didn't do that, but, um, it made her feel better. And that's when I get the most fun out of it. When I see their face, when they feel really good about themselves. And then that kind of goes back into my poetry as well. If I can write a poem that connects somebody, um, to an emotion or, or an experience that they had, and they feel like somebody else relates to them, then, then my job is done. Then Mm. that makes me really, really happy. Or if it gives them, some insight into, you know, the things that I've gone through and, and they gain a little bit more understanding through that. Mm -hmm. I love that. I mean, I love how just creating and that wanting someone to feel something or experience something is that, I mean, it sounds like that's a spark of creativity for you impacting someone else in some fashion. So I love, I love the sharing of creativity. It makes me so happy (laughs) I love hearing that it works for other people too. So that's awesome. Well, you kind of alluded to, you know, writing since you were seven and poems, but I'm curious what your earliest memory of being creative is. My earliest. Ah, okay. I, uh, (laughs) this is a funny story. I was probably like five or six and I found myself being creative with my grandmother's makeup (laughs) all over my face. (laughs) Um, you know, that was my first time that I remember really just taking the reins and being like, you know what? I want to make something for myself and I want to create this, this look. And in my mind, I looked like a glamour queen, probably really looked like a clown to her, but <laughs> to me, I felt beautiful. Um, after that, I would say, as far as the writing goes, I was in second grade and I wrote a little story about a pumpkin. And um, ironically, that's on the cover of my book, but um, oh my I, wrote, <laughs> I wrote a little story of a pumpkin and it won, I want to prize eyes and I want a little tiny pumpkin, witch. I still have it. Um, so that was my, my first. That is awesome. 
I love yeah. both of those stories. The playing with grandma's makeup is <laughs> like brings such an image to me of what you must have felt and what you must have looked like in that I, experience. I probably looked like a I could still smell the powder oh um, that she had. So I probably definitely, oh, she was so upset. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, in those moments, I wonder like being able to be upset and still like support you being creative yeah. and creative expression. And it's so, yes. Maybe well, we'll get you your own set of makeup. Yeah, that's time. exactly, that is exactly what happened. She did. She got me my own set. She didn't make me wash it all off or anything. I was able to wear, in fact, she dressed me up uh, in her wedding dress. <laughs> so like where she was initially upset, it kind of, you know, transitioned into something, a lot of fun for the both of us. Yeah. I mean, it really sounds like you had a lot of support or a lot of people in your life, or at least your grandmother who was supportive of your creativity. Is that something that continues or continued in your life? Or did you find that like other people didn't quite understand your creative expression and experience? Um, Definitely people did not understand (laughs) my, they, they, you know, some of it, they, they don't understand the cosplay Mm. um, and they don't understand some of my poetry they feel like it's too dark for them mm-hmm. so but you know it's just it's a it's a form of expression you know and we're, yeah. not everything is is peaches and cream you know so so true so how do you navigate that when people you know may not understand your creative expression how do you keep doing it or what are some tricks that you use to like not take things personally or yeah well I used to take everything really personally um and I actually shut down for a while and I stopped and then again during COVID like something sparked in me after this um spirit attachment I got from one of our investigations (laughs) um that sparked something in me so I just I decided that I was no longer going to conform to what people expected me to be, what their idea of me was, and that I was just going to be myself and live every day for me. So now when people have something to say against my creative outlets, I just, "Mm, so sorry for you that, you know, you haven't found something, but, um, you know, it it works for me and it makes me happy. And I would hope that that's all that matters, right? As long as I'm not hurting anyone else. So they either tend to, um, to agree and apologize and say, you know, you're right or they just are stuck in their opinions. And, you know, at the end of the day, I, I always say it's just you and your bones Mm. in the end. And so you Mm -hmm. have to just do what feels right to you and not worry what anybody else is saying, Mm -hmm. unless it's going to have a positive impact on your life. Agreed. And yeah, thank you for saying that, you know, that you had a period of kind of searching for your creative self Mm -hmm. and rediscovering that. And what would you, or how would you encourage someone who was also looking for their creative self to find that creativity in their life again? Um, If they're searching, you know, I feel like they really just need to, again, put out any naysaying or anything like that. If you have a goal, um, that you want to achieve or something that you want to create and 
you can't let what other people say, if people let what other people say stop them, nothing would ever get done. Everybody's always going to have something to say. So you have to choose whether or not you're going to allow it to affect your life. So if you're in a creative rut because of people putting you in a box, then you need to crawl claw your way out of that box, you know, punch holes through it and do what you can. And even if it starts with something small, like drawing a little flower on a, on a piece of paper or a little tic-tac-toe, um, just to get something going or, you know, anything, even like creating a, you know, creating a podcast. I mean, that's, that's a lot of hard work. It takes a lot of, you know, effort and I'm sure stress and all that other stuff. And I'm sure at times people were like, you know, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. but you did it anyway. Right. And so you're finding success. So if, as long as you believe in you, then there's nothing that can hold you back. I love that reminder. And so true believing in yourself easier said than done some days. But- it is, it is, but you just have, to, and I have my moments, you know, I'm not always you can ex- brim over here. I'm like, I suck. My bones suck. I can't <laughs> believe I did that. But you know, you go through that and that's a part of being, um, I guess like an artist or a creator or something, you're always going to be your worst critic. Yeah. Um, but just do it anyway. Just do it. Yeah. Just do it. That's, that's good. <laughs> don't yell at me, Nike. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm so curious. I don't speak with a lot of poets and I'm curious, what is it that you love about poetry that keeps you writing? The emotion. Mm. Um, being able to get that out in, in word form where people can actually read it and feel it and, mm-hmm. and understand, you know, what, what you went through, or it may not even be personal, you know, they might just be able to connect to it. That's my favorite thing about it. Yeah. Do you have a favorite poem? I do. I do. Do you want to share it with sure, us? Sure. <laughs> I will I share it with you. Okay. I might stumble because I don't have my glasses on, but that's okay. I, um, my poems don't have titles either. They're just, they just are. So I loved you, even though I never wanted to, you crept in on my soul when I wasn't looking, leave me blind to your ambition. I loved you when you refused to love me back. You planted the line just to draw it back. As I took that bait here, I was thinking it was fate. I loved you during the greatest moments. Wrapped in your arms, I never felt safer. And I never felt such loneliness as I do when you go to her, leaving me alone in my thoughts of shame. I loved you when you would disappear for days at a time, not knowing if it was your fault or mine, wondering if you changed your mind and if I'm being left behind. I loved you even though I shouldn't have, when you begged me to go, but I stayed, when you couldn't take me anymore, so I held on tighter. I loved you though you asked me not to. You crept into my soul. It was out of control. It left a mark, a holy spark that kept keeps us falling back to each other. And I'm afraid to let it go. Afraid of the falling, the crashing, the breaking of my heart. It was fragile before, but now it's shattered apart. I loved you more than I could bear, but losing you hurts more than any pain I've ever felt. I love the cards we had drawn, just not the ones we were dealt. When all was said and done, I loved you. You were the one. Snaps. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love it. I love that line about the cards we were dealt. Ooh, that brings up some imagery for yeah. me about, yeah, the cards you're dealt, the cards you play. Oh my goodness. Nice. Yeah. What is it like to share your poetry with others? Uh, it was terrifying at first. I did my first uh, poetry reading over the summer 
at mm -hmm. a, a bookstore in Northport, Long Island. And I was terrified. Um, <laughs> and then after that, you know, it starts to get a little bit easier. Um, for me, it's almost like, it's scary because it's like you're naked, you know, yeah. you're putting it all out there for everyone to see and judge and whatever. And it's like, if they're judging it, they're literally judging my feelings. Yeah. So, you know, but again, you have to put all that aside and it's just for me, exciting to be able to finally share it, mm -hmm. to have the courage to share it, I guess. Yeah. It does take a lot of courage to be naked in front of people. <laughs> <Your words. laughs> yeah. And, yeah. yeah. And putting your heart and soul out there and, you know, not taking whatever other people say personally and keep going, even if people don't understand it and finding the ways that, you know, continue to keep your creative juices alive and sparked in your own life. Thank you so much for sharing that. I mean, what a beautiful poem. Thank you. Yeah. And I, it seems like your whole life has a lot of creativity going on and you're doing lots of creative everyday things, but I'm wondering what kind of everyday issues or challenges that you come up against that you have had to use creativity to solve? Yeah, uh, actually, it might not be every day for the normal person, but uh, doing the paranormal stuff and having that attachment, I had to have a way to get that emotion out. Um, so I needed that creative outlet. And if it wasn't for that, I don't know what would have happened. And also during COVID, um, that's part of why I got into the cosplay stuff because I couldn't be creative. I was shut down from work. Mm -hmm. um, I was, I was blocked with my poems because I was so stressed about working and, or my business. And so I, I jumped into that side of it. And then that kind of got the ball rolling for me again. Yeah. Nice. I, I love hearing those stories of like, what are just everyday issues that we run up against and how do we creatively move around them or solve those problems? Cause that's part of creativity too. Yeah, that's true. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I mean, this has been such a lovely little conversation we've had. I just have one I'm last question it. for you. Sure. What does it feel like in your body to be creative? I love that question. <laughs> um, electric. Electric. Ooh, can you say more about that? Yes. It feels like lightning through my veins. It feels like um, tinglys in my fingers. It just feels like a, a party in my body when I get to be creative like that. It's just it's almost like a drug, you know, and I hate to put that into a, a thing, but it is, it's just so exciting. And you feel a rush. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, I just love it. And, you know, and then when you see the final product and it's like, wow, I did this, you know, mm. you, you might have help. Like Brim helps me with Brimstone helped me with my book. He helped publish my book. So mm. like for us together to see it and to see it, you know, get sold and stuff. I mean, it's, it's exciting for both of us. And it's like, wow, look what we created, you know? So I love it. I love that That's my description, electric lightning coursing through your veins like that. Yes. I, you're 
lots of good imagery that comes up. (laughs) (laughs) Write it down, put it in your night. Oh, I love it. (laughs) Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. If people want to get your book or learn more about the other things that you do, how could they go about doing that? So if they wanted to get my book, they could go to a dream within a scream.com and order through there. Um, or they could follow me on Instagram, a dream underscore within a scream. Um, if they wanted to check out more of the paranormal stuff of it, they could find, um, they can email me, um, through the website at www.liparanormalinvestigators.com. And that's how they can find more of the spooky stuff. It shows some, we're working on putting our evidence up there. Um, but it shows, uh, haunted locations, historic, uh, the history, the haunted history, and it's not just uh, Long Island. They're working their way through different states too. So it's really cool. So cool. I'll put all of that in the show notes so people have easy access to it. And thank Thank you. you again so much for taking the time to chat with me. It's been awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. I love talking with you. It's so much fun. Oh, good. Yay. Me too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's great. listening to the sustaining creativity podcast we'd love to keep in touch so follow us on facebook and instagram we are at sustaining creativity make sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts tag your friends and family so they can listen too we love to hear from you so leave your reviews comments and questions check out our website sustainingcreativity.com for upcoming offerings and creativity coaching tune in tuesdays for our next episode And remember, with creativity, anything's possible.